After a hugely impressive second round of 61, Canadian Taylor Pendrith headed into the third round at the Bermuda Open on 11 under par and one clear of American Patrick Rogers. Pendrith got off to a mediocre start with four straight pars before dropping a shot on the par 4 fifth. He bounced back strongly shortly after that though, starting with this fantastic bunker shot on 7 to set up his first birdie of the round. From there, birdies on 8 and 9 left him on 2 under at the turn, which immediately became 3 after another birdie on the 10th. Some pinpoint accuracy on the greens saw him taking the lead before sinking this huge one on 16. You heard it, didn't see it, but you know it. Another good hole at the long par 5-17th saw him end up on 17 under overall ahead of the final round. His closest competitor comes in the form of New Zealander Danny Lee, who also had a cracking third round with some beautiful approach shots, including this one on 10. After narrowly missing out on selection for the US Ryder Cup team, Patrick Reed also had another consistent round of 68 to put himself on 8 under par. Pendrith remains the man to beat though and heads into that final round with a three-shot cushion on Lee, while Australian Lucas Herbert is a further shot back. It's all going down in the final round of the Butterfield Bermuda Championship at the Port Royal Golf Course. Catch all the action from Southampton live only on your World of Champions.
FINA World Cup action got back underway with the final day in Kazan, what was also the final leg on the World Cup calendar. Two-time Olympic gold medalist Emma McKeon managed to add more gold to her cabinet, coming out on top in the women's 100-meter butterfly, finishing with a time of 55.63 seconds, well clear of silver medalist Maria Ugolkova and Lana Padar. Japan's Dao Seto continued his rich vein of form in Kazan, seeing off a strong challenge from Dutch swimmer Arno Kaminga in the men's 200-meter breaststroke. Seto managed to secure gold with Kaminga doing just enough to earn silver ahead of Anton Chupkova. McKeon stole the show for the second time on the night, soaring to victory in the women's 100-meter freestyle, an event that saw the Australian equal the World Cup record in Budapest a few weeks ago. McKeon held off Michelle Coleman for top spot with fellow Australian Madison Bolson earning bronze. The spotlight then quickly moved on to the men's 200-meter freestyle with South African swimming sensation Matthew Saints looking to get one over his rival Danas Rapsish. But it was the Lithuanian who led over the first 100 meters before Saints up the tempo, reeling in Rapsish as the race went down to the wire, with both touching the wall at the same time. Gold going to Saints and Rapsish with Fernando Schaeffer securing third place. With the Drivers' Championship still undecided with the season nearing an end, the penultimate round of the FIA World Endurance Championship headed to the Bahrain International Circuit for a grueling six-hour race with 26 vital points on offer in the five available classes from hypercars to the GTEs. Hypercars Championship challenger Jose Maria Lopez and teammate Kazuki Nakajima took control of the race at the three-hour mark as they nestled in at the front of the pack with LMP2 challenger Charles Smilesi leading his class further down the field. Lopez maintained the pace up front for the next hour and despite Nakajima dropping back, he was joined by another Toyota Kazoo driver in Sebastian Buemi while Alpine driver Matteo Vassivieri slotted into third. However, a great drive by Kamui Kobayashi in the latter stages of the race handed him and his team a clear advantage over Kazuki Nakajima and Nicolas Lapierre, while Robin Frains in the LMP2 class got the better of Tom Blomquist and Antonio Felix da Costa. However, that is not the case. Checkered flag awaits and across the line, Kamui Kobayashi for victory. Toyota Gazoo Racing, car number seven wins again. And it is a 1-2 in Bahrain for TGR. And this crew, Mike Conway, Camus Kobayashi and Jose Maria Lopez, have now won the last three races here in Bahrain. They need to make it four of four to guarantee the title. After 104 days, the Supercar Championship was back. Sydney Motorsport Park was the venue for race 20 of the season, the first of three consecutive weekends at the track. The Bunnings trade Sydney Super Knight saw Anton Di Pasquale on pole position ahead of Will Davison and Will Brown. Brown and Shane van Gisbergen got the jump on Davison though. Davison lost out even more in a battle for second a few laps into the race. The pit stop shook up position somewhat. Championship leader van Gisbergen, who won the first six races of the season and four of the last six, drove his way up to second place. Meanwhile, Nick Perkett, who started from fourth, gained a place for a spot on the podium, but Brody Kosteki had the last say, 
knocking him off the step with an overtake on the penultimate lap. But all that movement was behind the wire-to-wire -wire leader. Here's the chequered flag. Race number 20 of the championship belongs to Anton Di Pasquale and the Shell V Power Racing Team. 100 points in the bank and a hefty margin of 5.2 seconds at the end. It was one versus sixth in the Basketball National League when the top of Group 8 Joanne's Sons took on the last-placed Eastern Cape Windbreakers. Undefeated so far this season, the Suns opened the scoring through Sipumle Kanya, who netted a two-pointer to give his side the early lead. The rest of the opening quarter saw the men from the Eastern Cape keeping in step with the free-scoring Suns, but ultimately still trailing 11-16. The second quarter saw the windbreakers immediately looking to get back into the match through Giovanni Jafta, who made it 13-16, but consistent scoring at the other end meant it was 29-33 in favour of the Suns at the half-time break. The men from Joyner found an extra gear in that third quarter, though, a couple of three-pointers allowing them to stretch their lead to 39-47 ahead of the final quarter. The last period again saw the Suns stretching their lead against a tiring windbreakers side with it ending 53-68 and with the side from China remaining undefeated while the Eastern Cape windbreakers are still searching for an opening victory in their campaign. The 2021 Women's Basketball National League is in full swing and the Eastern Cape windbreakers made the long trip to Johannesburg to face the Soweto Panthers. The match took place at the Wembley Indoor Arena with their hosts first to get points on the board. It started as a close contest with the visitors trying to keep up with the pace, but at the end of the first quarter, the Panthers had a six-goal lead. The home side started showing their dominance, giving little away to the windbreakers, as they increased their lead to a decent 21-8 at halftime. It was in the third quarter where the visitors tried to claw their way back into the game, regularly getting some points on the scoreboard, but the Panthers tightened their grip to be ahead by 36 points to 18, three quarters of the way into the match. What was never in doubt in this game was the identity of the winners. No matter how much the windbreakers piled on the pressure, the home side had inflicted enough damage to be declared winners. The Panthers were never in danger throughout this game and were victorious by a comfortable 62 points to 34 against the Eastern Cape side. Igoli Magic bounced back after their loss to the Chuane Suns in the Basketball National League. The defending champions shone in their latest encounter against the Mpumalanga Rhinos, who suffered their first defeat of the campaign. The Johannesburg-based outfit produced a polished performance on court at the Wembley Indoor Arena to secure the W. Having bossed the encounter from the outset, the Magic triumphed 69-44. It's a win that will certainly boost confidence in their camp ahead of the coming games. Plenty of action from the Basketball National League saw Egoli Magic going on to beat the Mpumulanga Rhinos while the Eastern Cape Windbreakers women lost out to the Soweto Panthers while the men went on to lose to the Chinese Suns.